July 10th, 2020. This is Nerd Bourbon episode 162. I'm Seth Sturgill. And I'm Todd Sturgill. This is the episode that almost didn't happen. (laughs) You guys have no idea how close it was. You'll never know how close it was. Because granted, obviously, 162 would have happened, but not this version of it. Yeah, it was like, it was one of those things where we were supposed to record last night, and then schedules didn't align, and then like I started drinking. And I wound up like passing out and not waking up in time. And then like fucking we got together a little bit later today. It was just we had that conversation. It's like, is this is this the one? Is this the one we finally miss a week? I'm like, maybe. (laughs) I doth say nay. Yeah. (laughs) Todd. How was your 4th of July? Uh, it was actually not bad. I uh, I enjoyed it. Had some good food, I saw. Yeah, I had uh, shish kebabs, multiple meats that really just ended up, the leftovers just ended up being a disgusting hodgepodge of like just multiple meats and like a, a naan. Oh, like you made like a little like uh, like a little taco out of it? Yes. Just yeah. all the meats, shrimp, beef, chicken. Nice. It was, uh, I'll be honest with you, the flavors were lost. <laughs> <laughs> Just too much bullshit all, all Too much bullshit thing. going on. Uh, well, I say it was a good time. It was a good thing. It was a different thing. We normally just do like the standard, uh, America. Fuck, Fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, we do like the typical like hamburger. I had to actually ask for hamburgers. What? The, yeah. Three were made for me. The fucking audacity. Yeah, real shit. I you have to ask for hamburgers yeah, on America's like, birthday. Is this? this is America. Now, let me ask you this. As a quick aside, I, I got into this debate the other day. When you hear the word hamburger, or even just the word burger, but, but hamburger specifically, are you imagining like a burger with no cheese? Mm, okay. When I say hamburger, I, I do think of a burger with no cheese. Uh-huh. When I say burger, I I, I, requ- I require cheese. See, for me, here's the deal. When I'm saying the word hamburger, I could understand why somebody would interpret it as a burger with no cheese. However, I will never ask for a burger with no cheese, no, motherfucker. Yeah, real shit. If I'm saying hamburger, just know that I mean cheeseburger. I will tell you that I did have all three of these hamburgers without cheese. Oh no! Solely for because I was too lazy to go go inside and grab cheese. That's awful. No, again, I I was the fucking I was a piece of shit for wanting a, bur- a fucking burger on the Fourth of July, so nothing was really <laughs> prepared for me. So, <laughs> oh, that's uh, fair. Granted, apparently I ate them so fast it was hilarious. No, my sister did. My sister thought I ate one burger. <laughs> She's like, she, cause she's like, she's like, what, what, uh, what sausage you, uh, cause she brought like this, 
garlic mustard. Ooh. I put on one of them. Solid. Uh, that was like good. A, yeah, the little the truffle hot sauce that she wanted me to try. Just uh, pounding them down in full uh, in a wimpy mode, huh? Yeah, exactly. And then one of them, she had like this uh, jardinera, like these like it's like cauliflower, like some jalapeno in there, like some carrot. It's like some love fucking, that shit. Yeah, yeah. Put that. Put a little spoonful of that on, on my uh, third burger. Ate all of them in like one in a quick succession. And then like she apparently only thought I had one, which is funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, pathetic. I, br- I I just sucked them down. Fucking. I remember. Uh... Later on that day, we got together on uh, on Skype and fucking your sister was like, oh, I want to play Mario Kart. And it, it like aroused me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, somebody wants to play Mario Kart. With yeah, me? I was just like, you know, don't you don't get him started. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I gave in. I gave in to the fact that it's not like I was going to win this shit. I smoked you motherfuckers. Of course you did. It was, here's, here's the thing. It was so funny. I I think I might've told the story on the podcast somewhere around somewhere in these 162 episodes. I remember, I'll never forget when like I came over one time and everybody's like, Oh, you have to play Amanda. She's so good at Mario Kart. Beat her fucking donkey ass. And I was like, Oh, is she good at Mario Kart? Is she like tournament good at Mario Kart? (laughs) It was, it was pretty hilarious. So yeah. You guys are basically just playing with each other at that point. Yeah, I accepted that it was basically just a race between me and my sister. But what was funny was we were looking for games to play together, and eventually uh, she brings up Halo, and I'm like, "Oh man, yeah, that'd be fun. Let's play Halo." But here, and now, this is this is something I need to say before we get into this. This is the problem with modern gaming. Yeah, right here. This is the problem with modern gaming. Modern gaming requires planning. That's true, because. Oh, let's, let's just turn on Xbox and fucking fucking play Halo. That's not that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna. I happen. I, came, I came to the realization that my Xbox had not been turned on since last October. Yes, so we both jumped <laughs> on our Xbox and we both don't fucking touch. Yeah, I had a straight system update, and then I also had to update my Master Chief collection. I just had the Master Chief collection, but that was like a twenty-five gig update. I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, we're not playing Halo. <laughs> Granted, Xbox downloads the shit faster, but it's like, eh, it's even still... still though, even still, yeah, there's just a lot. We did not play Halo. We did not play Halo, and I, I ultimately, I think that moment, that was the wake up call for me, where I was like, you know what, dude? Like, I really don't think there's anything they can do to sell me an Xbox Series X. That's my thing, man. Like, I really don't. Think I, there I, is. I I respect, you know what they're going to be doing with like all the, uh, you know, they got all the, all the studios and all that good shit. That's cool. I'll play it on my PC. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm honestly just going to say like one of these days within the next year, I think I'm just going to say, fuck it. I'm just going to spend the money and I'm going to make like a really powerful PC that will handle yep. these games and play them there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just have that, my Switch, and my PS5 and be good with life. Because the PS5 <laughs> is like, I've, I've, I've accepted that's, I don't know, man, I've, I've become a Sony boy. I've become a PlayStation fanboy. We'll certainly see what happens. Um, we got Xbox in the news, and we're, you know, there's some exciting Xbox stuff coming. But yeah, I think I'm just going to be playing it on my PC uh, moving forward. But Todd, what games have you been playing this week? A little hodgepodge of bullshit. Mmm. A lot of You've shooters. Been getting, getting a lot of mileage out of that word, huh? Hodgepodge. I don't know. Hodgepodge has been, been in my <laughs> title of this episode. 
good little lexicon there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty lately. I've been, like, leveling up, uh, like, I've been unlocking some of the weapons uh, in the game. Uh, like I unlocked the 50 cal. I don't know if I mentioned that in the last episode, last episode. Yes. Cause I think we talked about the glitch. Oh, it fucking shreds. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. So at that point, there's a shotgun that I just ended up unlocking just cause I was using shotguns like a dickhead. So I was like, you know what? Let me try this shotgun out. Why not? Why the hell not? So. I began using the shotgun. And there was one game I got like 90 kills. I was on shipment. Got like 90 kills. I don't remember what game mode it was. But all I know is I received a good old classic shit talk about it. Your mind's <laughs> going to get cancer because you're using a shotgun. I'm like, God, it took me back. It took me so far back. To the days of old. And it was that image. It was a fucking... Uh, I'm telling you, it was, it was, they loved using that one image, I think, of uh, was Saving Private Ryan, I think. Uh, <laughs> or like he turns old. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I haven't, see, I haven't seen one of these in a long time. But, um, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been playing with a couple buddies from work. We, uh, they kind of know my off days now, so we've been kind of like meeting up. After they get off of work and like you know play a little bit of Call of Duty, we got nice. a, a little, little like little group of games that technically we can all play together. We got like a GTA, PUBG, which is something I'm gonna talk about in a little bit. Call of Duty and then also Apex, which we haven't touched yet. But we've been playing a little bit of Call of Duty and like uh, so my first day off was a Tuesday night. Tuesday night we actually all three of us first time I played with them and like all three of them, all two you know all three of us and like. It's been it's been a little minute. It's probably been like a couple couple months since the last time I played with them. So I'm sitting there as soon as we all get into the party, I'm playing the boys back in town. The boys. <laughs> and it was a good time. I was like, it's war zone time. Get into war zone. Get our fucking asses whooped. And I'm like, no boys aren't back in town. <laughs> I saw a meme that was pretty good. It was like it was this it was like uh me knowing me going to play Warzone knowing that I'm instantly heading to the gulag. It's this dude putting on his like clown outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny as I like dude, I have no issue getting out of the gulag. Cause I, I I'm good at I'm good at the gunfight. I'm good at gunfight, essentially. Like and it is essentially a, a, a solo gunfight. Like I I have like I think there's only been one time one or tw- once or twice where I like died in the fucking gulag. No, I'm not gonna say it, but it's it's always a thing with them. Like you know, with my, my my buddies from work, where I'm like, I don't know if they're gonna make it out. Then at that point, I gotta sit there, get cash and fucking uh, you know, redeploy them. Dude, they actually since since the last time I played, let me tell you this, bro. They they buffed up some of that money that you need. Like it, it, shit's more expensive now in that fucking. Uh, supply uh supply uh, supply box oh yeah oh shit dude the loadout um the the loadout marker is like ten thousand now i'm like what the fuck it was like ten thousand my ass i ain't fucking that's some bullshit <laughs> yeah it was uh oh you know that was a good time we were playing that but then we just ended up going back on like a standard uh you know standard online just, just destroying motherfuckers played a little just playing a little gunfight forgot how good i was at gunfight Gunfight's fun, man. 
Oh, dude, I love it. That was a good time. So and then, then I've been playing. I've played about like three or four games of PUBG on my off days. I actually forgot how much I enjoyed PUBG. Hmm. Now here's the thing with it. I'm playing it on console. Off bat, not a good version of it. But it's playable. It's playable, goddammit. And I actually was like, it's... Here's my thing with PUBG on console versus PC. That game was made for PC. You can tell it just by the way it plays with a controller. I'm not going to say, like, you can't play it with a controller, because I was, like, shitting on motherfuckers. Yeah. I was like, dude, like, uh, my first game I played with my, uh, you know, my buddy from work, we were just, we were doing duos, and uh, we we ended up actually making the second place. The only reason we got fucked was because the, uh, we were playing it a little too safe, and we ended up getting fucked by the ring at the last, uh, the last uh, little area. It was fine, though. But, uh, just, you know, just doing the Lord's work, uh, me and him were talking like I, why I actually think I enjoy PUBG over like Warzone is I actually kind of prefer the slow methodical take of PUBG. It's not like that fast paced, you know, you mm. kind of like, you kind of like take your time Warzone. It's a go, 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 go. I, I definitely prefer the the faster pace um yes and no like there's a i'm of two minds of it like i sometimes i can be in the mood for the faster pace but here's my thing if i'm going to do a faster pace battle royale i'd rather just do apex i feel that like uh, apex in my mind does that shit the best but if i want if i'm wanting a slow burn i like PUBG. And I'm honestly probably going to be, I'm probably going to keep on playing it for a little bit, honestly. I'm, it kind of like, it was scratching an itch I didn't know I had. You know, no, you'll, you'll be playing it. You'll, here's the deal. You'll be playing it for the next week. Yeah, I'll be playing it until <laughs> Tsushima. Motherfucker, that's all I'm doing right now. I like how you were like, you were waiting there like a fucking hawk. Like, I was waiting like the ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah. I know this. I know that I'm basically only like, I'm basically killing time for that fucking game that's to it, come that's out. That's all it is. I'm and then I will escape into that game. Well, in in my little world of fucking uh just just anxiety and fucking stress, um I've been losing myself in in a few different ways. So, this is going to be weird. This is gonna, you're you're going to have to like do a little spit take here. I've been playing my 3DS this week. Fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I know it's weird, but I've been fucking with my 3DS every night like before I go to bed cuz here's the deal. We're coming up on the 20th anniversary of the North American release of Majora's Mask. Mm -hmm. And I'm wanting to replay the game to prepare myself because I'm planning on doing a big uh, retrospective on it um, on my Nintendo podcast. So I'm wanting I'm I'm kind of wanting to do like a big kind of meaty retrospective and I want to just refresh myself. So every night I've been playing like an hour or so of Majora's Mask on my 3DS and I just kind of forgot like how much I like my 3DS. I'm like, man, it's kind of a damn shame that like is it it's dated. I mean, the system's almost 10 years old now. But it's a really good little system. I actually like it. And like the Majora's Mask 3D port is really good and I just forgot about all the virtual console games I have on there and there's like some really great shit on 3DS. I I've been kind of having fun 
like playing with it again. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out really quickly to, are you familiar with Ikaruga? I think I showed you this at that arcade we went to in Chicago. Maybe. It's, it's a shmup, right? It's that, it's the one, it's probably the most famous shmup of all time where you switch polarities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's on switch and I've had it for a while, but I've been playing that recently because I forgot that a while ago I bought this like switch accessory called the flip grip. And essentially what it is, it's like an independently made accessory and you stick your switch into it and it allows you to play games like that vertically. So basically I can play Ikaruga as if it were like an arcade cabinet. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. It's, it's really fucking cool. Actually. Like it's really simple in it's design. You just put it in there, go into the game settings and turn it into vertical mode. And all of a sudden you've got like this nice big vertical screen to play the shmup with. It's, it's nice. So I've been fucking with that. Shout out to flip grip. I think you can pick it up for like $12 on fan gamer or something like that. But yeah, other than that, the big thing I've been playing on switch is bug fables. Which is a uh, which is a Paper Mario clone. There's no two ways about it. It's a it's an indie game, but it's like it's like a total Paper Mario clone. It's got a really nice like one of my favorite things about it is the actual like balance of the combat. It's got a really nice combat balance, and uh, it's you know I've been having a really good time with that. If you're a Paper Mario fan, I highly recommend that, especially with the Origami King coming out next week. That's the one I'm really excited for. You're gonna be playing Ghost of Tsushima. I'm gonna be playing Origami King. We're not going to talk about that next week on the show because, again, they're they're coming out next week. But uh, but yeah, we will definitely the week after next have our full impressions on both of those games. I imagine we'll spend a really good amount of time talking about both of those uh, on the show. So that's pretty much all I've been doing this week. Todd, are you ready for some news? No, the show's over. Actually, no. <laughs> no, all right, fuck it. No. How many times are we going to make this joke? Uh, until the show is actually. <laughs> <laughs> until we mean it. Just just look dead in the eyes with some intensity. Until you mean it. <laughs> uh, first thing I've got on here. So Amazon announced in collaboration with Bethesda that they're making a Fallout TV show. Did you see this? I did hear about it, yes. I mean... There's not really any details. It's uh, it's from the creators of Westworld, I guess, which is now, I I hear that's a good show. Now here's my thing: who the fuck asked for this? I think Fallout's is pretty good fodder for a TV show. It's me post-apocalyptic bullshit. What I'm curious about is what like what direction they're gonna go with it because like it's not like you can follow a player character. Well, here's my thing: touch touch on shit we haven't seen in the games. Show me post-apocalyptic some other, like, the Midwest that we haven't seen. That'd be cool. Oh, you mean, like, in terms of setting? Yes. I'm yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But I I'm also, I'm mostly just, like, curious about, like, the, again, just the, the structure of it. Like, because I'm, I'm hoping that it's not just going to be, like, basically another, like, lone wanderer kind of bullshit. Like, tell me an original story set in the fallout universe yeah a new setting would be nice i would like to see that i think that could be really cool i the, the potential is here and i think another thing that you sort of need to read between the lines here with this announcement is amazon's kind of taking this tv shit seriously in terms of like the the sort of like nerd culture tv stuff because i mean 
you know, they've always done TV shows. I think Amazon's the one that has like Handmaiden's Tale or whatever and all that shit, right? Um, Man in the High Castle and like Marvelous Miss Maisel, these like kind of popular shows. I think those are Amazon shows. But like, it's it's like now they're doubling down on stuff like Fallout. Like the they're doing a Lord of the Rings show, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. They're They're kind of like, they're down to clown over there at Amazon. So I'm intrigued. I hope it's yeah, good. It has my attention, but it does. It has my attention. So next up, I just wanted to give a couple of reminders to our listeners. So uh, Devolver and Ubisoft both have got conferences uh, this next week. Devolver's is actually tomorrow at the time you're listening to this. It's Saturday, uh, July 11th. And then the next day on the 12th is when Ubisoft is having their uh, Ubisoft Forward event. So again, next week on the show, we will be covering the announcements that are, you know, that are worth talking about from that. I'm sure Ubisoft in particular is going to be have some cool shit. You'll see some more Assassin's Creed, hopefully. Actual gameplay. Some actual gameplay. Um, see some, you know, see some more watchdogs and stuff like that. We'll, we'll see what they got. Um, as far as Devolver, I always enjoy Devolver shows because they're just so batshit. Yeah, they just, they have a lot of fun with their little uh, setup. So I'm looking forward to watching that. But yeah, we're going to cover that on the show. I just wanted to give you a reminder. Another thing coming up at the end of the month on the 23rd is the Xbox Games Showcase happening July 23rd. It's going to be kind of their version of what we saw Sony do. It's going to be their very first party focused sort of events where they're going to show off first party Xbox series what day, what X day titles. The 23rd? The 23rd. Yep. What time? Uh, 9 a.m. Pacific. So that's 11 for us. Uh, I can actually watch it. So, yeah. Definitely. What day of the week does that fall on? Thursday. Thursday? Okay. So I'm coming so off can... one of my off days. Alright. So we can we can watch that together and probably record the show after. Uh, so yeah, that's happening. Um... There's a lot of stuff. We already know. The only thing that's really confirmed to be appearing is Halo. We know for sure we're going to see Halo Infinite. I'm assuming we're going to see... I mean, here's the deal, dude. Like, Xbox is coming into this with all of the bullshit that they took away from that last event where there was just no gameplay, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, like, everybody loving what Sony had to show. I think they're coming into this knowing all of that. So they kind of have to bring the fucking thunder this time around you know what i mean they basically need to sit there they got all these fucking studios they better come out and whip out that schlong and plop it on the goddamn table yeah i think the the safe bets i mean obviously again we already know about halo i think hellblade 2 is going to be there uh, which is something that i'm constantly forgetting is a thing i'm not forgetting (laughs) i haven't forgot i mean look i love hellblade so i mean i'm looking forward to i think that's probably going to be there i think how dare you how dare you disrespect hellblade I'm not disrespecting it. You forget. Shit. You're forgetting. That's disrespect. <laughs> that was that was what our number two game of the year that year. Shit, it would have been my game. Uh, honestly, if, if what game was it? it? Was Breath of the Wild? I think. I think. Yeah, I think Breath of the Wild. Well, Breath of the out. Wild didn't exist. It would have been my game of the year. Yeah. So anyway, we're both you know both big Hellblade fans. I, I think we're probably going to see that there. I think the big shock. I think the big thing we're going to see is I think we're going to get that Fable teaser, man. I think we're going to get Fable. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like a full fucking reveal or anything like yeah, that. It's but just going to be like a shitty teaser. It's going to be get get everybody like talking about Fable again. I just, I think we're going to get, I, I don't think, you know, th- there's all this stuff about Perfect Dark. I don't know if we're going to see that or not. 
Um, I don't think we're going to see anything from Gears. It's just too soon. We just got Gears 5. We're not going to see anything from Gears. And then I think we might get a little bit more of a look. I forget what it's called. That that one that Rare is working on that actually looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like fantasy one that they're working on yeah. over there at Rare. I, I don't remember what it's called, but it has an interesting art style. What? Um, I'm completely blanking on the fucking name. But anyway, I think we'll see whatever the fuck that is. I think we'll see that. And I think um, I think we'll probably also see something from Obsidian. I, I feel like Obsidian was a big acquisition for Microsoft. I think we kind of need to see something from them. I also think that this is probably the place that we're finally... It, dude, it's July and the new Call of Duty has not been announced yet. We know it exists, but it has not been like officially revealed. I think this is going to be the place. I think Xbox is probably going to be the place. So we'll see. But we'll certainly reconvene after that happens to talk all about it on the show. Uh, Also in the realm of Xbox, there are the rumors going around that, you know, we talked about how WB is looking to, the AT&T is looking to kind of sell off the WB games division. Well, apparently Microsoft is a very interested party. Of course they fucking are. Greedy little fucks. Trying to trying to gather up more stuff. I mean, dude, could you imagine if they buy WB games and all of a sudden Arkham is like a Xbox franchise? Mm-hmm. Could be a big deal. I I don't know if I feel I mean, like all these licenses are cool and all, but I don't know about you. I don't know if I would like if it were me on a personal level, I don't know that like licensed games, which is primarily what WB makes, I don't know if that is worth how much money they would have to pay to get it personally. Like a lot of these games are great. A lot of these Lord of the Rings games, the, you know, the Mordor games, the Arkham games, that's all fine. The Harry Potter game coming out, that's all well and good. But like, I don't know. I think I would probably just let somebody else have the ball on that. Mm -hmm. If it were me, I don't know if Microsoft should care too much to have that in their stable, but it sounds like they do. So at this point, they're just they're trying to get a monopoly on all the fucking studios. Little bastards, just trying to buy up shit. You'll have to come here to play the games, bitch. <laughs> I hope it pays off for them, man. I hope they have some really cool stuff in the pipe. I mean, you know, I I, I want to play these games. I just hope they're good. So that's happening. There's another thing that I wanted to really briefly talk about. So this was interesting. We talked, what, a couple of weeks ago, I think, when they announced that Kingdoms of Amalur was getting a little remaster. Call a re-reckoning. I say call it by its true name. <laughs> getting a re-reckoning. Well, it was supposed to come out in August. It had a slight delay. It's now coming out September 8th. But the really interesting thing here is really two things. A, they have an expansion coming in 2021. They've got that coming out. So an expansion for a remaster of a game, like new content. That's already really weird, right? It's also exciting. Yeah, it could be, right? I mean, it definitely, I think that there's potential for that to be exciting. We don't really know anything about it. But, I mean, I love Amalur. I want more Amalur. I'm happy to get more Amalur. But the thing that I find very weird about this is that I'm like, you guys haven't announced like next gen versions of this yet. 
it's coming out in september yeah yeah because here's my thing i rather i if it if i i don't really want to pick up anything on my fucking ps4 past the ghost of shishima yeah i mean like look it's gonna be you know the ps5 is gonna be backwards compatible so like you're still gonna be able to play it on there but like i I just I'm a little shocked that they're not just going to do like a hey we're, we'll upres this or we'll have it run better or whatever for PS5 and just like release another SKU get get more money it just seems strange to me I don't know because yeah like you like there in 2021 there is a zero percent chance I'm going to be playing PS4 games exactly just just FYI that's just not going to happen mm-hmm. so. That was strange to me, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad that Kurt Schilling isn't going to see a fucking dime from this. That, that that makes me happy. Do you know the story behind this game? How like like what? How he fucked that game over, basically? I know the basics. Yes. Essentially, just for for the listeners at home, Kurt Schilling, like ex baseball player, starts up this company and pitches this game to EA, who picks up the the publishing rights. But they're like, hey. We're going to cover the marketing for this. We'll put our marketing force behind it, but we're not going to dump a ton of money into the actual production. You're going to have to cover a lot of that yourself. We'll put a little bit of money into it, but we're going to need you to play ball with us a little bit. So Kurt Schilling goes to the state of Rhode Island, which is where they're developing the game, and he borrows money from the state. And he essentially makes the deal of like, hey, if... uh, if we do not turn enough profit to pay back this loan, you can take the rights to the IP. <sighs> so he borrows like millions of dollars from the state of Rhode Island. And the game, you know, it did okay. The game actually, for a new IP, that's what you got to understand. For a new IP, Amalur actually did appreciable. Like it didn't sell like a kajillion copies, but it did all right for itself for being a brand new IP. And so it didn't turn a profit, though, and it didn't turn enough of a profit to to pay back the debt. And so until THQ Nordic bought it back, Rhode Island has owned the IP this entire time. <laughs> so, yeah. So that that's basically what's been going on with the Amalur IP. And they were like, they're working on an MMO and stuff like that, which would have been really cool. Like, there's actually, you can go online and find footage of the MMO. And it, it, it was going to actually... Because, you know, one of my favorite things about Amalur is the combat. Oh, dude, the combat's great. The kind of, like, fast-paced, fluid, like, hack-and-slash combat. This MMO was going to have combat like that. So so it would have instantly had the best MMO combat probably of all time. So it would have been cool. But anyway, I, I implore you guys, if you're listening to this, if you like open-world action RPGs, when this comes out, put put your money to it, man. Like, pick it up. Like... I, I, I just want to big you know buy this game to support it. Yeah, essentially. I want to see more Amalur. You know what I mean? Do I I don't know if I'm gonna have another hundred hours laying around to play through the game, but, but I'm I'm gonna I'm buy more it. More than to likely gonna be yeah, I'm gonna buy it to support it. I, I mean you gotta send that message loud and clear that we want more Amalur, you know? It's basically how I handle Dragon's Dogma at this point. Yeah, and I think they're I think it's only gonna be forty bucks. You know what I mean? So just like I don't know. I just, I really, it, I can't recommend that game highly enough. If you like action RPGs, it, it was really cool. Um, last thing that I want to touch on here in the news drop before we move on. Earlier this morning, at the time of this recording, we got our first look at the PS5 box art. 
the sort of what the PS5 boxes are going to look like on the shelves. Because uh, they revealed the box art for the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Uh, it's not that much different. <laughs> it's basically identical. <laughs> Except for the white thing where the PS5 is. Yeah, the, the header line. is white yeah. rather than blue. Yeah. Otherwise, it's exactly the same. So, I don't know, man. I don't I don't like it. Um, <laughs> well, it's a good thing I don't go fucking physical. Talking to Dan about this this morning where I was like, I mean, I'm never going to buy a physical box of a PS5 game, but... I don't like it. I, I like, I understand why they did it this way, right? Because the whole thing with the system is the system is white. So like you want to have the white and the blue because that's kind of the colors of the system. Blah, blah. I get it. Right. I totally get it. But like, to me, it, it doesn't read any differently than PS4. Like it just looks like you're doing PS4 again with, with white versus blue. That's all it is. That's, that's mm-hmm. literally all it is. You know what I preferred? You know, what I would, I would have liked as if the uh, the actual case was like black with a, a white header. Yeah, that would have looked way cleaner. I would have preferred that too. Because it's, I mean, it's the blue. I get the, I get the whole blue, but like, it's more of a black and white console, anyways, or a white and black console. Yeah, so, I don't know. Would I think would have looked cleaner with a uh, the white header with a black uh, black uh, case. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I don't know. It just kind of it just kind of bums me out. I, I you know. The, the plastic of these cases, I mean, if you color it black, if you color it blue, it doesn't fucking matter. You're paying for it one way or another. The The colored plastic is not any more or less expensive than the other colored plastic. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It is what it is. I buy my games digitally anyway. It really doesn't concern me, but I, I still thought it was kind of interesting. Anyway, Todd, I don't know about you. But I'm thirsty. I want to step into the cantina. So go ahead and reveal yours. Borderlands 2. <laughs> okay. My game is Ocarina of Time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. How, how do we spin this one? How do you spin Ocarina of Time in Borderlands 2? I don't know. I honestly don't know. This this stumps me. Because, the, the, uh, you know, the thing, when you're approaching these scenarios, and I just want to stress for the listeners at home, we really don't know what we're going to say. This is completely improv when we do this segment. So there's no pre-planning whatsoever. So coming into this, I always kind of approach it with, like, a, I try to find the similarities between the two games or... Like the things that like I think could gel or be a connective tissue between the two games. <laughs> the thing that sort of that, that instantly called my you remember when uh when we were playing Borderlands two with Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and I were like so familiar with the game that we just sort of tuned out most of the dialogue and stuff like that, but he was like, Man, this game never shuts up. Right? Oh yeah, that is a thing. It's it sort of reminds me of Navi a little bit. Like you're really yeah. grasping at straws and I love it. <laughs> Otherwise, the only other connective tissue that I'm thinking of is like maybe like we can mix in something with the Gerudo Desert 
and like the post-apocalyptic Pandora. Or maybe there's something that we can do involving like um involving some of the characters. Is there connective oh. tissue we could do with the characters, maybe? I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> this is this is a I feel like we <laughs> fucked ourselves at this point. <laughs> we gotta figure it out. <laughs> we gotta figure something out. I mean, you wanna go for like the obvious shit where it's like uh strip you wanna the go flesh, f- salt the wound. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's not a bad idea. Because, you know, it could be a margarita at that point. Mm-hmm. Or a daiquiri or something with salt yeah. on the rim. Mmm. Okay. <laughs> so I like that angle of it for Borderlands. So so how do we how do we incorporate Ocarina of Time? I did my part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, walk with me on this. Just take 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 this journey with me. If it's a margarita, all right, what are the core components of margarita, right? It's the it's like citrusy flavors, it's tequila, mm-hmm. it's the salt on the rim. But one of the primary flavors of a margarita is lime. Yes. So <laughs> ocarina of lime? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so you know how shitty that was when, when you said it <laughs> well and and you know the drink could be green so it sort of looks like link's tunic yeah yeah <laughs> buddy there could be like a uh <laughs> what is the ocarina coming i don't know man i'm just spitballing here see I do. I like the margarita angle, though. Okay. On some real shit, I think that is good. I think that is good because the the strip the flesh, salt the wound thing, I think makes sense. Hmm. What if? What if we did it like a mojito margarita sort of vibe? Okay. But we kind of pitched it like it was like a Deku tree. Okay. Reference. Okay. He's no mojito's got the mint in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's quite literally like leaves floating around in it. Uh, that's disgusting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, mint leaves. I know. But um Yeah, this one is so tough. The name is gonna be a bitch. <laughs> oh no, it's not. We can get as garbage as we want with the name. But you know, typically uh Typically, the a mojito uses rum, but it does still incorporate like the lime and stuff like that. We can do whatever the fuck we want, all right? Okay. We don't need to use rum. True. I guess we could make a mojito with tequila. Exactly. And then still have the salt. Exactly. And I'm just like, you son of a bitch, I'm in, basically. <laughs> no, I want some flesh. Oh, ew. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe... Okay, maybe this is what we do. Maybe we make it a margarita. But, so... So, fuck the... You know, fuck the mojito thing. What we can do... This has a dual meaning. We can take... um, We can take actual peel of lime. The The flesh, flesh. as it were, of the the, lime. Yes, yes. 
And we can put that in there, and it sort of invokes that same kind of fallen leaves Strip thing. Strip the flesh. Salt the wound. Yes. It's just like, and it's like, uh, it's it's like stripping the flesh of the lime and putting the putting the actual peel of the lime inside of the margarita. Yes. And it sort of invokes that, like I said, like that foresty Deku tree thing, and having the salt on the rim of the glass. So just for the sake of ingredients, I mean, this is essentially a margarita with extra steps. Yeah, essentially. So you get yourself. Some good tequila. You get yourself some lime juice, some like whatever, you know, whatever you want in terms of like, in terms of that. Some people put like orange, you know, stuff in there, orange liqueur or whatever in there. But it mostly, it mostly consists of the big thing is you need high quality tequila. Yes. And, and, and fresh lime juice. Then you take the lime and you get the peels of it inside there. And it's on the rocks, of course. A little bit of simple syrup. Mm-hmm. Well, you I have think. your lime peel floating around in there. You you rim the glass with salt. Salting the wound. <laughs> your your salt. You you have now stripped the flesh. You have salted the wound. The only thing left to do. Maybe we should even put like like maybe like one orange peel in there just to give it that little like that little borderlandsy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of give I, it a little bit of a vibe. A little more of a color. A little more color. Yeah, give it a I little like bit it. of a vibe to it. I like it. And then all that leaves is the title. Psycho Zacharino of Lime. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Psycho's, Psycho's Ocarina of Lime. I like it. I like it. <laughs> we'll go with that. That's Cantina Mix for this week, folks. Basically, a glorified margarita with some bullshit floating around in there. <laughs> this is definitely some bullshit. We never promised it was going to be good. <laughs> That's true. We never promised it was going to be good. We promised a drink. <laughs> we promised a product. <laughs> As always, you can find the uh, the full uh, ingredients list in the episode description. Not portions. If you end up making it. <laughs> Yeah, not portions. We don't know portions. We're not smart enough for that. That's up to you. If you wind up making it, let us know. Send in a picture. Shoot it to us on Facebook or something, and I, I would love to see it. So that's been Cantina Mix for the week. Todd, are you ready to end the show this week with the Brendan Fraser quote of the week? I'm always ready to hear this. Uh, hear his quotes. Hear his words. This is the first time that this this uh, this week's Brendan Fraser quote of the week actually does not come from Brendan Fraser. It comes from Rick O'Connell. <laughs> I like it. His legendary performance in 1999's The Mummy. I should you're being you're being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. The quote is and I thought this was powerful. You know, Rick O'Connell's a character who has a lot of one-liners. If you look through the actual script of that mummy movie, it's actually yeah. almost yeah. exclusively one-liners. And this is no different, but there's there's something powerful in this quote, I thought. The quote is, quote, I only gamble with my life, never my money. End quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what another powerful piece 
from Brendan Fraser Azric O'Connell in 1999's The Mummy, a movie masterpiece. Bitch, I love that movie. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I thought that was actually kind of a good quote, though. I was like, oh, okay, there's a little bit of a diamond here in all the shit. Fuck you. So- <laughs> I love that movie too, but it's not like well written. It's not Citizen Kane. <laughs> it's a good movie. Can we agree though that like that that series just got progressively shittier after the first one? Oh uh, no! All right, here's the deal. I like Mummy one and two. Two is not as good, but I still like it. I don't talk about uh the one with uh what's his name in it. The Dragon Emperor. I don't. I don't. I don't talk about that one. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. I just yeah. remember uh, I saw that with I saw Mummy Three with a girlfriend, and we just made out the whole time. Yeah, it's not a. It's it's not a good one. It was just boring. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> anyway, that's been our show this week, folks. You got anything else you want to add before we wrap it up, Todd? I think that's about it, man. All right, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Get fucking dunked on. Bye. See ya. <laughs>